Shvius, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Dalit, 1-4. The Mishnah continues to discuss the requisite number of trees and their productivity to constitute a stay ilan that one could plow in the sixth year between Pesach and Shvuas. And the Mishnah says, Haya echad kikar If you had three trees and one produces the requisite 60 mana, but the other two don't. According to the Bartanura again, each tree must produce a full 60 mana. That being the case, if you have one that does, but two that don't, that's insufficient. Or even if you have two of the three, which produce 60 mana each, but the third one doesn't, then you can't plow any of the area around the trees, only just the two ama radius around each of the three trees. And that same logic applies if you have not just three, but even four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine trees. The same rules apply, which means, according to the Bartanura, if you have, for argument's sake, five trees in a base saw, each and every one of those five trees must produce at least, if they're fig trees, 60 mana of pressed figs, 60 pounds of figs roughly, um, in order to plow the field. If you had some that do and some that don't, then you couldn't plow the whole field. You could only plow around each and every tree. That is a little bit tricky to understand because it's not really intuitive um, why it should be that if you're allowed to plow the area between the trees to lock in the moisture because the trees are benefiting and their fruit are benefiting from the moisture being locked in, why it should be the case that if you have three trees that are producing 60 mana each, why it should benefit the whole area. But now if you have four trees, three of which do and one of which doesn't, uh, why it shouldn't still benefit the other three trees and their fruits by tilling the soil between Pesach and Shavuos. Um Perhaps for that reason, the Rambam learns, and others do too, that the whole case of the previous Mishnahis and this Mishnah is not exactly as the Bartanur learned it, not that each and every tree must produce 60 mana, but rather all the trees collectively on the in the Besa must produce a total of 60 mana. So that means, for argument's sake, each of the three trees could produce just 20 mana of figs, and that will be sufficient because it totals to 60. And then according to that reading, the Raman would learn a mission as follows. If you have one tree which produces, let's say, all 60, but the other two produce nothing, or even if two together produce 60, this is the Raman Tushat, meaning each one, let's say, produces 30 for a total of 60, which is the amount you need for the whole Besa, but one produces nothing, one tree just isn't healthy anymore, then then you couldn't plow the whole area. And the same would be if you have meaning if you have, let's say, five trees, each one could produce, for argument's sake, say, 10 and one could produce 20, or each one could produce 12, whatever the sake may be, as long as it adds up to 60 total, that will be sufficient to till the entire area. However, if any of the trees don't produce anything at all, then it gets disqualified. That's the Rambam's reading here. Now, Hayo once you get to the threshold of 10 trees in a Besa, so now we no longer care how productive they are. Me'asara, once you get to 10, Ulamala, and more than that, it doesn't matter if they do produce the mana of the requisite amount of figs or they don't, it doesn't matter. Whatever the case is, 
Choreshin Kol Beisa B'Shvilan, you can indeed till the entire Beisa on their behalf. So again, according to the Bartanura, it means once you have 10, each individual tree need not produce 60 mana. And according to Rambam, once you have 10, then even if the entire Beisa collectively doesn't produce 60 mana, it doesn't matter. You still, for the benefit of the trees, can till the soil between Pesach and Shavuos of the sixth year because it benefits the trees and doesn't look like you're planting or preparing to plant in the following year. Okay, that's the first part of the Mishnah. Now, the second part of the Mishnah is going to give us the source for this halacha of Tosefes Shvius, of adding on to Shvius into the sixth year. And as I said in the introduction, and again in the, introdu- in the explanation of Mishnah Aleph, it's a machlokas tanaim. One Tana Rabbi Kiva is the author of our Mishnah and the, Mish- the author of all the Mishnahs so far. And Rabbi Kiva says, it doesn't say it's Rabbi Kiva in the Mishnah, but it's clear from the Gemara. Rabbi Kiva says, Shneemar, how do we know this halacha of Tosef Shviyas? Because the Pasuk says, now I'll read you the whole Pasuk here. The Pasuk is in Shmos, Perk Lama Dalad, Pasuk Chaf Aleph. So that's Shmos 20, excuse me, 34, Pasuk 21. The Pasuk says, Sheshes Yamim Ta'avod Uvyom Hashvi'i Tishbos. For six days you shall work. And on the seventh day, you will rest. That's the first part of the Pasuk, which is clearly talking about Shabbos, not Shvius. But then there's an Asnachta, which is like a semicolon. It's a little like the, the wishbone shape. But either word Tishbosh, which means that the Pasuk has two halves to it, like every Pasuk does almost in the whole Torah. And the second part of the Pasuk says a new thing. It says, V'charish uvakatsir Tishbos. And during the plowing and the Reaping, you shall rest. Also, translation is, you shall desist from plowing and harvesting. Okay. Either way, um, now, Rabbi Kiva learns, we can't be talking about in the second part of the Pasuk, plowing and reaping on Shabbos, because we've had other Pasukim that already say, no doing malach on Shabbos. So it must be talking about the Shemitah here. This is the drasha. This is the drasha on Shemitah. And it can't be talking about the Shemitah itself because the Psukim in Bahar talk about not already doing Katsira and harvesting and reaping in the Shemitah year. And therefore must be talking about something else, meaning what? The time before and after the Shemitah year. The Kharisha, the prohibition against plowing, is talking about plowing in the sixth year in preparation for the seventh year. And the Katsira, the prohibition against reaping, is talking about reaping that which grew in the seventh year going into the eighth year. So that would be either you know, things that were planted illegally or things, you know, if you had a, a fruit that grew in the seventh year, it has the restrictions in the eighth year as a seventh year fruit. And so on. So the point is, this is Tosefes uh, Shvias, the extensions of Shvias on either side, meaning provisions that exist in the sixth and eighth year. That's the Harish, the plowing in the sixth year, and the Katsira, the reaping in the eighth year. That you must assist from, and that's a drasha on the Pasuk. That's where Bikiva learns it. So the Mishnah says, Shneemar, how do we know that this is all true? Meaning the first three and a half Mishnahis of the Perak. Shneemar, the Pasuk says, let me clarify, there's Durabanans, of course, in the, in the Mishnahis here, but the general concept of Shviyas that we're talking about, Shneemar, the Pasuk says, Becharish uvekatsir tishbos, in your plowing and your reaping, you will desist. Ein sarchlomer charish vekatsir shel shviyas, it goes without saying, and he didn't even say, the mission didn't even say, there's no point in mentioning plowing 
and reaping specifically by Shabbos, because that's included in the generic Isser prohibition against doing, uh, you know, malacha, creative activities, and no reason to single out plowing and planting. So therefore, it's went without saying we're talking about Shemitah, says Rabbi Kiva. But even that, we don't need to talk about, because the general case of working land in the seventh year has been already excluded by the Pesukim explicitly, and therefore, Elacharish shel Erev Shvius, what we're talking about, says Rabbi Kiva, is the plowing that goes on on the sixth year, Erev Shvius, the year preceding the Shemitah year, Shu Nichnes B'Shvius, as it goes into the seventh year, V'Katsir Shel Shvius, and also it, the Pasuk here prohibits the reaping of Shvius, the Shemitah year, meaning Shu Yot Lamoti Shvius, as we've now come out to the eighth year. You can't reap that under the conditions I said before, illegally planted things, Svichen, etc., and Rabbi Yishmael, Omer, Rabbi Yishmael disagrees. He says, there's no, this Pasuk is talking about something else entirely. As I said before, Rabbi Yishmael is going to ultimately learn that the halachas of Tosef the prohibition of plowing on the sixth year, is simply halacha lemosh Sinai. And that means it's a tradition we have from Har Sinai. There is no verse at all that mentions it, even as uh, an allusion, a drasha, like Rabbi Kiv has here. Rather, it stands based purely on tradition. And therefore, here Rabbi Yishmael will say, what does the Pasuk here talk about when it talks about tishbos? That's the meaning entirely. That's talking about Shabbos proper, as it seems from the Pesukim. So then why does the Pesukim about Shabbos talk about and single out the Malachas of plowing and reaping? Just as when it comes to plowing, it's always uh, a voluntary activity on Shabbos, a prohibited voluntary activity, but there's no mitzvah that could ever obligate you to plow on Shabbos, and therefore it's always asr. Af katsir so too, the prohibited type of reaping is the reaping that's voluntary, optional, as opposed to a mitzvah reaping. Yatzeh katsir ha-omer, which comes to exclude the time that reaping is a mitzvah, and what's that? That's the reaping of the omer. On the day, the second day of Pesach, that night, so the yeah, the 16th of Nisan, um, there's a specific mitzvah to reap um, barley, and bring that barley as an, as an Omer offering in the base of Mikdash. So that must be, even if you, for argument's sake, had harvested barley from before Pesach, no good. It has to be harvested, reaped that very night of the 16th of Nisan, and therefore, even if that 16th of Nisan falls out on the Shabbos, you wouldn't have a normal mechanism by the Torah without this Pasuk to allow you to do that reaping because it's not a case, for example, of, a, of an ase, mitzvah's ase, that's dochelos ase, because Shabbos is an ase and a los ase. Nothing would push away Shabbos uh, under normal circumstances to allow you to do that reaping for a mitzvah. Uh, were it not for this Pasuk, says Rabbi Yishmael, which comes to tell you that notwithstanding it being Shabbos, there's a special dispensation of reaping the Omer barley on Shabbos proper, if that falls out on the 16th of Nisan. So again, Rabbi Shmuel says this Pasuk is not talking about Shvius, it's talking about Shabbos and telling you about uh, harvesting the Omer. And that being the case, he's left with no Pasuk and learns Tosef Shvius from uh, simply Halach Sinai without any Pesukim at all. And again, the Halacha is like Rabbi Shmuel, meaning that this verse is talking about Omer, and we do harvest the Omer on Shabbos on the 16th, falls out of the way, and the basis of Tosef Shvius is pretty Halach Sinai. And as I said before, and I should say one more time here, according to Bishmuel, the Halach Lamosh Sinai also stipulates that the Tosef Shvius 
the prohibition of plowing in the sixth year only applies when the base of Mikdash is standing, which means that today, since there's no base of Mikdash, there's no Tsevashvias at all, and therefore one could plow his field nowadays in the sixth year all the way up to Rosh Hashanah of the Shemitah year.